listening to Now Steaming. This is the podcast where we serve fresh hot takes from the millennial Chinoy perspective. My name is Stan C. And as always, I'm having these conversations where we unpack our identities as Chinese Filipinos or as Chinois with my collaborators, the co-creators of So Asian Comics, Kimberly Mass and Cedric Cheng. Uh, it's episode six, guys. I'm, I'm really surprised yeah. that we're here. And we're recording this at a time when we've already dropped the first three episodes. So I think we, we better start off by just thanking everybody yeah. for the amount of support we've received on social media. Yeah, indeed. Actually, Stan, it's been an amazing week. Like ever since we dropped this, I've had friends who I whom I haven't talked to for ages. So, so are they really met- your friends? Yeah, yeah acquaintances. <laughs> shall we say? I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, <laughs> friends, acquaintances. So yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, they messaged me and they were telling me we should put up more of these episodes. So yeah, if you guys have been tuning in or have been um, following us for quite some time. Uh, thank you so much. Please do like and share us, uh, our page rather, on social media. That's facebook.com slash Podcast. We're also on Instagram and Spotify, so don't forget to follow us there. It's been an amazing week. Um, we had an interview as well. Stan, I believe you were also a part of this, like this, um, shall we say, milestone for all of us here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the three of us got contacted by the people mm-hmm. at Chinoy TV, and they're producing a documentary that's set to air on CNN Philippines uh, from July 24, and then 10 weeks after mm-hmm. that. It's a 10-part series entitled uh, Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. And said, I know that this is a, t- a title that you guys came up with uh, for So Asian Comics and Chinoy TV. Yes, this was actually uh, way back in 2019 when we were asked to come up with a concept, a theme for uh, Filipino and Chinese unity. So for me, ah, well, this, is, this one stems from our personal experiences, uh, like me and Kim growing up, right? Now, we've had all these sorts of questions, of course, you know, uh, if something happens to the Philippines, will you side with China or the Philippines? Or like, no, we're, you know, even though we have very East Asian features, very East Asian faces, but you know, our soul is Filipino. So that's where, um, our tagline comes from the Chinese by blood, but Filipino by heart. Yeah, so we're super proud to be part of it. Uh, the three of us all got interviewed individually, and we can't wait for everybody uh, to see it. So again, uh, you can catch it on CNN Philippines, yep. July 24. Then for 10 weeks after that, it is uh, directed by Emmy Award-winning filmmaker Mike Karandang. So yeah. uh, go check that out. All right, um, the reason why we started with that was because, as said mentioned, being on mass media, lalo na tayo mga Chinoy, to be represented on mass media, that's a yep. big thing. Especially because ako growing up, uh, bilang batang 90s, I don't really remember a whole lot of Chinese-Filipino faces on TV or in movies. Not until Manopo. Like, uh, before Manopo uh, came out in 2002, very rare yeah. na makakita ka ng Chinoy. And even then caricature siya of something like si Babalu the late comedian yeah. uh, he was part of Home Along Dariles he's Chinoy Babalu Tan diba? si Babalu pero like you know he was a caricature because people made fun of his chin and he was always comic relief uh, so yun um, do, do you guys remember any particular Chinoy faces that you would see on uh, Filipino movies or Filipino TV shows na you would identify with kasi Chinoy before Mano po came out um, actually, to be quite honest, you know, I grew up watching a lot of Western stuff, so like a lot of cartoons. So I never actually seen anything Chinoy 
like what you said, other than Manopo, I've never seen anything like it. So yeah, um, looking at Manopo, all of the actors or most of the actors, they're not really Chinoy. So they're just um, famous Filipino actors who are trained to speak in uh, Hokkien, rather. Yeah, in so, Minanhua. Oh, Minanhua. But, you know, so it's not bad. it's not that accurate, pero alam mo yung it's a little piece of uh, your identity in a movie. So it's it's kind of fascinating to watch actually. You know, um, actors actually speaking in Hokkien because you've never seen that on TV or on any series, in fact. So, yeah. Ikaw said, uh, did you grow up consuming Pinoy pop culture and were you aware of these things na parang, oh nga, no, parang wala akong kamukha na nasa TV? Was that ever something you thought about growing up? No, no. As a kid, I was... I had no control over the TV. It was my brothers and they would usually watch anime. So, mm, you know, but okay. <laughs> it's just Doraemon, Cooking Master Boy, Ghost Fighter. But uh, other than that, I wasn't familiar with any of um local pop culture other than you know when it became a hit in my school uh the first season of Pinoy Big Brother Tagal okay. na yon. that's uh, oh, yeah. mid 2000s na yeah, yeah. so you yeah, ha- yeah. you would have had to be a teenager uh yes. and and you know when when Big Brother came out a few years after that that's when the teens came in and then Sina Kim yeah. Chu uh were part of that cast so we'll talk about that uh later on because I want to yeah. start from the beginning. And to mm-hmm. me, when you talk about representation of the Chinese in the Philippines in popular media, I think you have to start with El Fili. As in Jose Rizal's El Fili Busterismo. Oh, way because back then, yeah. Th- uh, that, that far back. Because uh, there's actually a Chinese character in El Fili named Kiroga. He's a Chinese businessman. He shows up in Chapter 16. And very stereotypical yung portrayal niya. He's a Chinese businessman. He has a wife. And then the wife is being referred to as Indio. And she's locked in a room, like mo- most Chinese women. So, so very, very degrading yung treatment niya of his wife. Very stereotypical. And it's funny because si Rizal mismo is also, you know, he, he has Chinese ancestry. Yes, yes, he does. So for him to antagonize a Chinese character and really stereotype into uh, someone like Kiroga has always been weird to me. And I think na... It's really a function of yung time niyo ni. Uh, El Fili came out in 1891, five years before Rizal got executed. So nung time na yon, um, the Spanish occupation, uh, they 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 put the Chinese in the Parians, ba? That's part of our history. Uh, said your eyes are widening. I, I don't know if, <laughs> if if you're hearing about this for if if it's because you're hearing about this for the first time. No, just uh, I just remember vague. Like history lessons from back in high school, so you know it's bringing back um, memories of my history teacher. So go on, Stan. <laughs> right, right. Y- yung yung uh, Chinese community, the, the early Chinese communities in the Philippines, lalo na yung mga immigrants, basically the generations that came before us, they were put in these parians because the Spanish were threatened by um, the Chinese mm-hmm. uh, businessmen, de ba? So that really is one of the reasons why yung community natin, yung mga Chinoy, are very insular in nature, because we were kept. In a ghetto, in a parian, diba? Add to that the fact na immigrant mentality. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of immigrant mentality where wala kang support system, so you have no choice but to rely on yourself. And that's why they took no days off. That's why they're very hardworking. Mm-hmm. Diba? Yung, yung pagiging yeah, yeah, industrious yeah. is a core value supposedly na mga Chinese businessmen. Yes. Because of immigrant mentality. Wala kang ano eh, wala kang fallback eh. True, and it still carries over until now, actually. Right. Until now, it's still very much present, that immigrant mentality. So, 
yeah, from all the way back until now, it's just amazing how, you know, na pass down, diba? from generation to generation. And that's like our grandparents' this time. So On the flip side, yeah. there's a negative then. Kasi parang yung immigrant mentality, if you never shake it off, you're like, no, you can't take a day off. That's why kunwari, the generations before us are not mm-hmm. as open to the idea of mental health. Oh, yes. I want to take a mental health day. Fuck your mental health day, but that's probably what's what they say. Oh, what, <laughs> what's, what's that? that? Diba? No, like, parang, ano, ah, masakit um, ulo mo? Ah, ako, nagtatrabaho pa ako. Ah. Yeah, yeah. That, and also, like, the concept of, ano lang, um, like, emotions, and, mm, yes, like, they see it yeah. as a sign of weakness. Right, right, mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, this is coming that... straight from, like, my dad and his generation. Like, <laughs> like he's, he, they legitimately said, what's the point of parang arts and showing emotion? At least I can do business and have money, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> parang, I it's, have it's a, money. <laughs> it's a warped like, evolution of that mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So it's like they always have to pit it against each other. Like it's either one or the other. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so you you fast forward through yung history natin. And... um. I would say na you know you go through Philippine history there are a lot of figures with Chinese ancestry diba even past presidents like Elpidio Quirino is ha, mm-hmm. has Chinese ancestry but when you look at mass media I would say that the next um iconic portrayal of a Chinese uh character is from the Lino Broca film Maynila sa mga kuko na liwanag so that's from 1975 oh. many film critics uh both here in the Philippines and abroad consider it one of the best if not the best Filipino film of all time I didn't say that. They did. So, you know, a lot of people love uh, Maynila sa mga kukunan liwanag. Uh, it's, it's part of the anthology, the 1001 films you must see before you die. In fact, it's the only Filipino film that's part of that list. So, it stars a very young Bembol Rojo. Back when his, uh, his, his uh, stage name was Rafael Rojo Jr., which I'm assuming is his real name. And a very young Hilda Coronel. So, sila yung, ano, sila yung uh, leads in that film. And... It's very interesting that the bad guy in the film is Atek, a Chinese businessman. And from the way he's characterized, parashang FOB or fresh off the boat. Yeah. From his name, Atek, which is you know, super Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yung, even yung features niya, they were super thin, gaunt yung face. The way that he talks, diba yung syntax mm-hmm. niya in Tagalog. Uh, it's very stereotypical uh, immigrant. The way he treats the the main the main muse in the film, like Siligaya, yes, yes. Lock, locks her up in you know, cannot leave the house. Right. Very traditional, yeah. right? Right, very traditional. And um, they even portray uh, Chinatown to be the center of the story. Because the uh, setting of the ni Atek, which is above yung store niya, yung Chuatek Trading. Yes. Very Chinoy, actually. Yeah, very Chuatek Trading. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very Chinoy, I'll give them that. Um, it's even set in a corner, the corner of Ongpin and Misericordia. So Misericordia, mm-hmm. uh, that's the old name of a street in, ano, in uh, Binondo. Yep. Uh, I believe it's been named to like San- Santa... Santa Misericordia, what the fuck is its name now? I don't know, hindi ako taga Binondo, so hindi ko siya kabisado. My, my parents will probably get mad at me when they, when they listen to this. <laughs> uh, but it's on the corner of Ongpin and Misericordia, and the first shot in that setting, you can hear traditional Chinese music. I'm not sure if you mm. noticed this, said in your, in your uh, viewing of the film. 
So I asked my parents, because my parents lacking binondo sila, eh, and this was set in the 1970s because the movie came out in 75. In the 70s, when they were growing up in Binondo, tinanong ko, would you hear like, you know, random Chinese music just playing loudly on the streets, either from the homes or from the stores? And they're like, no, <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> although, so, although uh, now, like, Kim, you remember uh, recently when we went to that area as well, um, we, we would sometimes hear traditional Buddhist music playing, right? You remember? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, in certain in certain corners or yeah. certain streets, there are um, people playing traditional Buddhist music. It's, it's still actually there, but um, like I Buddhist wouldn't say chants. it's yeah. everywhere. Uh, Buddhist chants, Buddhist... Um, but it's rare. I think but it's, it's temple. Rare. It's rare. It's temple music. Um, I think that's what you call it. Okay, okay. Temple music. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I, I, ch- I checked it. Misericordia is now known as Tomas Mapua. Timapua. Uh, ah, Timapua. Okay. 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 So, yun ha, para wala na magagalit. So, uh, so and, and daming stereotypes uh, said you mentioned the way na Atek treats Ligaya na parang sex slave niya basically si Ligaya. Yes. Like, he locks her up, hindi niya pinapalabas, diba? hindi niya binbigan ng pera. Uh, it's, it's very unsettling to watch. So, um, even, dark movie. even yung ano, sorry, go, 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 said, go. No, 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 you go. It's, it's a very dark movie. You were saying, Stan. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dark movie. And see, Atek actually doesn't really get mentioned in the film until like an hour and a half into it. When Ligaya tells si Julio Madiaga, yung character ni Bembol Rojo, about her experiences under him. How yung, uh, he got her from a brothel and then he he saved her, basically saved with air quotes because mm-hmm. he paid for her freedom. But in exchange for that, she became his personal sex slave na. And then yung baby nagka baby sila, mayaya yung baby, bantay sarado siya, and he's very violent towards her. So puro negative, yeah. diba? Yung 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 descriptions. And then at the end, uh Atek kills Ligaya. Like it's heavily implied na siya yung pumatay kay Ligaya because she tried to escape. So parang nagkaroon ng physical struggle and then he he kills her. And then in the end si Julio in a fit of rage also kills Atek. So it's it's uh it, it's not a happy story, not a happy ending at all. So so it's very problematic to me looking back yung character na yun kasi it really paints the Chinese in in such a bad light especially considering yung context ng film this was in the 1970s and uh you know what what was the big thing happening in the 70s well back in the 70s uh these are just secondhand stories all right like from my elder relatives and also from my mm-hmm. my longtime like family driver who also lived in that era na Oh, uh, is it true? Like there used to be some sort of like a, like a rift before with the Chinoy community, and then the and then the uh, the rest of the other com- population. Uh, for example, there was like huge fires before in Chinatown, and that they had to pay the fire brigade to put to put out the fire. So what happened was they formed their own like Chinese Filipino fire brigade because of that. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So, obviously, I didn't come from that time, but the answer I was looking for was fucking martial law, guys. Oh, yeah, in there, martial law. Yeah. Martial law was the big thing. Yeah. Like, that, like that, that's the fucking context, right? Like, there's a scene in the movie where uh, there, there was a rally. Yes. Anti fascist rally. Yes. Right? So, so, martial law was the big backdrop of that, uh, of that mm-hmm. uh, novel and that film. And um, what a lot of people from our generation don't realize is that. Yung parents natin, or maybe the generations that came before us, diba, naturalized Filipino sila, hindi tulad natin na natural born. 
Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a big thing because in, in our history, uh, when during the martial law era, it was former President Marcos who actually expedited the process of getting uh, yung, uh, previous generations become naturalized. Because before that, they were aliens. They were technically aliens because yeah. they were Chinese citizens. Like my dad was a naturalized Filipino. So um, uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, you know this, like one of the reasons why there is a strong... Uh, pro Marcos or yes. Marcos friendly sentiment. I was about in the to say. <laughs> I was about to say because it's uh, because of that. Yeah, because of that. Because of that. Like, legitimize sila. That's why they can live here. They can the, own property. The common business. The common story here was that Marcos, uh, during his time, though, that's the reason that that was when they started to prosper. Uh, in their right. business because of that. Because they became yeah. legit. Yes. Right. Uh, true, so, true, true. And so like, you're not the sense. only one. You're not the only one. Actually, even my parents, my grandparents, they would say the same thing about uh, the 70s or like martial law. It was the good time. All good things. You know? Yeah. The good. They, the, they the romanticize it. Yes. They yes. romanticize it. Exactly. 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 And, and, you know, for better or for worse. Well, a lot of worse. Uh, but. <laughs> so, so, um, it, to connect it to present-day uh, social yeah. political Philippines, it's also one of the reasons why a lot of people from our community are pretty okay with status quo, pretty okay with this admin because of the iron fist shit. Parang ruling, things with, a, <laughs> ruling things with an iron fist, ruling mm-hmm. things na ganyan. Because it reminded them of back in the day. Yeah. So like when Duterte was campaigning uh, back in 2015, 2016, he was also saying na idol niya si Marcos. Diba? So you, know, you say that name, it triggers these uh, emotions na from, yep. from the community. Now, I'm not saying that all Chinois or all Chinese Filipinos are supportive of this, this brand of politics. I'm just saying that may, may, may roots siya in our community's history. So, add to all of that backdrop, the fact that si Atek is the embodiment of capitalism. Because he has a mm-hmm. store, he makes money yeah. compared to Julio Majaga, who's literally so poor, so dirt poor, that he doesn't have money at all. Mm-hmm. He had to makes... sell his body. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes him such a tragic figure compared to this antagonist na walang redeeming quality whatsoever. What did you think, said watching this character, si Atek, sobrang irredeemable, uh, and, you know, just a Chinese guy in a parang, you, you just hate him because he's such an asshole. Well, first of all, um, I don't, I'm pretty sure that, you know, even during that time, you know, not all Chinois were like him, but I wouldn't be surprised either if Atik was somehow based on real life examples during that time. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either. I would say na I guess the portrayal is based on stereotypes. Nga. Yeah, stereotypes, mm-hmm. yes. And looking at the the crew behind the writing, not a lot of them were Chinese Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor who played him, Tommy Yap, I have no idea if he's still alive. Clearly Chinese or clearly Chinese Filipino, but um, I don't know if Lino Broca is aware of the lived experiences of the Chinese, the author of Manila sa mga kuko ng liwan, mm-hmm. hindi rin siya Chinese, diba? So parang, it's, it's hard to expect that out of them, but yeah. you kind of wish that they would have done their homework on it. Yeah, I mean, they can just take what they can get. Parang, for example, that's, that's how they see us, and that's how they're gonna write it, that's how they're gonna portray it on media. But so... at the same time, kasi, I'm not familiar with how the Chinoid community was different during that time compared to now, you know? I mean, people like us probably didn't exist back then. 
or there, there ah, were probably yeah. less less of us, diba? Uh, yes, more of the um, just practical, people who are in the live. practical status quo. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Oh, because the second generation immigrants, diba? Uh, they were raised by the first gen, which is talagang mm-hmm. oh, uh, we we gotta tighten our belts. Uh, hindi tayo pwede maging frivolous with our spending unless sobrang yaman mo. Diba? But if you're like, if, if you were a middle class Chinese Filipino family just trying to make ends meet or just trying to get by, yung backdrop was really, uh, wag ka manggugulo, don't get involved in politics. Yeah. Diba? And then after school, you go to the office, uh, the the business to help out, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, you have, you have uh, that um, that mindset, I guess, uh, as to how that translates into atik. Hindi ko alam. Hindi, uh, maybe maybe may kilala sila na na FOB. Mm-hmm. Tapos yun yung pinagbasehan nila ng character. Pero, you know... Entirely. Uh, entirely, <laughs> entirely. Yeah. And it's unfair. It's unfair mm-hmm. for the Chinese na parang we're judged because of that one character in this super memorable and iconic film. Yep. <laughs> so, and that, I think that, it translates to um, the all of the films or all of the mass medias that actually have Chinois in it. Like, right after that film, diba? there There's not a lot, so... Uh, yeah, like like what you said earlier, manopo na lang yung yung natira, right? So yeah, it it you can actually see the influences there then, yung how they portrayed Chinois. But I think before it, that, there was the the meteor garden craze that came about in the two thousands, right, Stan? Yeah, we're we're not yeah. going to meteor garden and manopo yet because we have to talk about the eighties and the nineties. Uh, in the eighties and nineties, you mentioned that there's not much representation of mm-hmm. Chinois because we kept to ourselves or our community kept to itself a lot. Um, interestingly enough, the 90s saw the rise of kidnapping, lalo na sa Chinese-Filipino yeah. community, diba? Uh, that's why um, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for yung reality namin ni Kim as Saviorans and Ikans who grew up in the 90s and 2000s, mm-hmm. diba? Sobrang yeah. big thing yung gate pass, you may fetcher's card, uh, your ID. IDs had to be coded. Like, yeah. um, if, if it was coded sa savior, if it was green, yun, pwede ka lumabas on your own. Yeah. Pag red, kailangan yung sundu mo, may dala pang fetcher's card para tubusin yep. ka, so to speak, from the gate, di ba? Yeah, similar to ICAS as well. Like, if you had a blue ID, that means you had to stay at school until you had a fetcher oh. uh, with the proper ID to bring you out. So if you had the blue ID, you weren't cool. Oh. <laughs> and if you had the orange ID, yeah, yeah. If you had the totoo, orange ID, totoo, you can go out freely. Right, you, right, right. You can just go to Ash Creek or go to Green Hills. Nobody cares. Okay, and, and your, your parents gave consent that that you can actually do that because right before. Oh yeah, let let me get to this um this detail a little bit because um the rise of kidnapping um mm-hmm. in the 90s, early 2000s. I actually had. A, I'm not gonna name. I'm not sure if I can name drop her right now, but if she was a kidnapped victim, I think she'd appreciate it if you didn't name. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, but definitely my classmate Yon. I remember we had we were dismissed early because this happened. Um, she Shit. was three, uh, parang three, three chairs away from me lang. So imagine mo, she was really close because our surnames letter L shot, us ako letter M. So super near each other, talaga. And then. Um, right after that happened, um, I think our advisor was like, okay, yeah, you guys are, I feel like you guys are stressed out, traumatized, so I think everyone should just go home early. And I remember um, during that time, my dad actually got a bulletproof car. Yeah, wow. I remember, yeah, it was that bad. Like, they, a bulletproof car, I had a driver, then two yayas with me in the car. And I had a younger brother who goes to Savior as well, so... Um, I remember it was a time of fear because every time they get me, I had the blue ID, so 
whenever they got me, diretso car kaga. Like I can't go elsewhere. Like I can't buy food or whatnot. If um, if I wanted to buy food, my driver has to get it or the yaya has to get it. But other than that, like it's just school. Then we go straight home. And then there was one week I remember um, classes were. I think we were dismissed early or we were um, we were just told not to go in if we didn't feel like it because that was the time that my classmate was missing for like I think a few weeks yon until Shit. okay na yeah <laughs> it wow. was crazy I, I, medyo tumatak siya sa utak ko kasi grabe yon like everyone was just really confused and we were really young back then parang gra- I think grade school pa yata yun, or high school first year so it was just really it was really scary yun lang it was a very volatile time to be a mm. Chinese Filipino. And in the media, the way that we were represented was, you, you know of the Chinese Filipinos, kasi mayaman sila, like the Taipans, diba? the Henry C's, yeah. and the Ways, and the Lucia Tans of the world, or kidnap victims, right? Yeah. The Chong sisters, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, every, everybody else who uh, got kidnapped. So, napaka-limited nung exposure din to Chinese Filipinos, which led to stereotypes continuing to be formed. Which leads us to Manopo in the early 2000s. 2002, Regal Entertainment comes out with Manopo, which was a big deal for our community. Because parang, wow, finally they're telling her story. And one of the uh, writers of the story is si Mother Lily Monteverde, who's actually mm-hmm. Chinoy. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, Manopo opens, and what's the first scene in the movie? Fucking kidnapping. <laughs> Aramina and Chris Aquino are fucking kidnap victims. Like, that's literally the first scene. Yeah, I guess it was relevant that time. So, Parsa, okay, how can we open this movie? Okay, let's make it a kidnapping thing. <laughs> what a way to open it, <laughs> actually. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but um, yeah, that movie actually had a big impact. My mom appreciated it because we don't really have a lot of content like that so Shepard when it came out everyone was talking about it and yeah it had a lot of um, it became a franchise after that so it became a franchise, became a franchise, yeah. franchise it, it, right? it, as ridiculous as the fast franchise yeah you know um, and, and just like the fast franchise it's all about family <laughs> are you Dominic Toretto it doesn't matter when you got family <laughs> doesn't matter when you got yeah. family it's family centric diba kasi mm. that's another core value natin bilang chinoy na you know we keep to ourselves it's all about yung, family maintaining harmony all that good stuff um let, let's take a look first at at the cast we're not going to name like every single member of the yeah. cast but kim you mentioned it earlier a lot of them aren't chinoy um from the cast the the ones who uh i i know for sure are legit or i i don't want to say or legit chinoy legit. i'm going to sound like the ano uh, i'm going to yeah, sound yeah. like the admins <laughs> of the kaisha group <laughs> Um, the ones who I know uh, are open about being Chinoy are mm-hmm. si Chris Aquino, obviously. Chris Aquino, yes. Diba? From mm-hmm. the Cohuanco side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have si Carlo Maceda, uh, who played Jimmy, the stuttering Jimmy. Uh, um, yeah. parang half-brother ni na Chris Aquino. Mm-hmm. So, si Carlo Maceda. Uh, I, I think he came from Grace Pangay. He's an alum mm-hmm. of Grace. He direct Carlo. Uh, so, those two. Yeah. And there, I think there are some uh, some more actors, or I would say like the background minor... actors for yes. sure. Like, uh, yung, uh, definitely, yeah, mm, they're they're Chinoy. So, but but not minor roles, uh, not the main cast. Your main cast mostly. Um, Manapo, this is the first uh, friend, uh, the first installment rather. So we have Marisol Soriano, we have Richard Gomez. So th- these are uh, popular Filipino actors and actresses, but they're not they're not Chinoy. Yun lang yun. They were trained. They were actually really trained well to speak the language or to speak uh, Hokkien or Minanhua in in the film, and 
it was actually it was great like parang hearing the language talaga in in the movie so it was it was really surreal um how about hearing eric keys and go cha-ching uh parang hindi siya super <laughs> you know okay just to sh- just to share like i remember watching this in the movie theater with my mom so my mom kasi she's a fan of like um mga Tagalog movies or, mm. or films like this. So, um, the only one who appreciates that at home is just her and me. So, she, she brought me to the movie house and we were watching it. And then, yun, yun nga, when, when that line came up, she was like, Pali yung accent! Yeah. Accent. It's supposed my, to my be... Mom the yeah. <laughs> my mom said the same thing. I, I, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening to this right now, if you guys watch Madame You know how it's said. Yeah. You've heard it enough times. Mm-hmm. You know how to say top. <laughs> <laughs> with the right tone, yung right lotong, right. diba? So my mom said, yeah, every time she wa- she would watch Manopo and then if there's a Tagalog uh, or parang Filipino actor that says it wrong, sabi niya, no ba yan? Ba't hindi sila nag-gas ng ano, yung is this also the, talaga? <laughs> is this also the movie where there was that grief scene stand, uh, Emerson Bolo? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, this one. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sorry. Emerson Bolo is iconic in my household. Like that movie came out in 02. It's 2021. We still fucking laugh still, about it. Sa bahay. Still relevant, guys. Still. <laughs> Dude, whenever we can make fun of it and insert it in casual conversation, Emerson Bolo. Like I I've got a notebook. I was taking down notes during my rewatch. And I was really waiting for that scene. And when it happened, I fucking cracked up. And then I wrote, <laughs> Emerson Bono. Still <laughs> relevant. <laughs> Still relevant, guys. <laughs> okay, let, let's dig into some of the stuff that na, na, um, um, we have to say about Manopo aside from fucking Emerson Bono. Emerson Bono yeah. <laughs> right. so, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, so Aramina's character, uh, si Richelle, she, uh, she's the central character because yeah. she's the shobe, she's the black sheep, and uh, her her outfit choices were very weird throughout the entire film. Because yeah. uh, through the first half of the film, she's mostly in black, which mm-hmm. I felt was a conscious choice because she's black sheep, de mm-hmm. And then, de ba sa culture natin, uh, Oshak is is not respectful, bole. Mm-hmm. So ka kapag dilating Oshak, de ba? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're wearing black. So, so there's Sorry. that. <laughs> I'm wearing black right now. <laughs> was, that, was that song from Metal 168? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, Got the reference. But, but like, the Aramina uh, character, si Richelle, uh, throughout the film, she ends up wearing more chong sams as the film progresses, which yep. is super weird. Because, like, contemporary Chinois don't wear chong sams. Yeah. I don't know about you, Kim, but, like, I, I don't wear a chong sam in my everyday life. Like, one, I, I got booked for an event once for Chinese New Year. Uh-huh. And the hander yeah. was like, oh, ano, chong sam na lang outfit mo. Di ba meron ka nun? I'm like, no, asshole. I, I don't <laughs> have a fucking chong sam. <laughs> yeah, and they would actually say, oh, my God, why, aren't you Chinese? Aren't you supposed to have a chong sam? Yeah, I, I've actually, I mean... As you guys know, like you've heard our previous episodes, I've been doing some hosting as well. So I've been called for some Chinese New Year um, events as well. So every time um, I would ask them, okay, so what's the dress code? They would tell me, Masa Chong Sam, anything red or Chong Sam. That's it. That's the only dress code. It's so I said, weird. I, yun, yeah, I mean, I don't keep a ch- I actually own, I have one Chong Sam that doesn't even fit me anymore. So I had to get a Chong Sam for last year's Chinese New Year hosting. Uh, hosting. So, like, is this what. 
uh, non-Chinese people think of us now. You know, we have closets and closets of fucking chongsam. Yeah, it's it's not like that. So guys. it's so, kind of oh, okay. ironic that it's I, usually the non-Chinese who are telling you to wear traditional Chinese. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Like why? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. So it, it's not like it's super outdated, and they have this image of you like okay, if you're Chinese, you have to have a chongsam in your wardrobe. And okay, let me just interject this um, experience I had because. Um, so I do like hosting as well, right? Hosting and sometimes I do like TV stints pag may mm-hmm. opportunity. So I'm that type of person who takes opportunities like this. So okay, diba parang just to make it memorable, make your life memorable. Sige, I get called for, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Ang Provinciano. So I got called in for a gig. So they said I have two roles. So number one, Chinese mafia. Tapos number two, um, ano daw, Chinese student. Okay, so you Chinese mafia, tinanong ko muna. Okay, guys, what's the dress code here? Uh, what am I supposed to wear? Chong Sam. Ito, sabi na, Chong Sam, anything red. And I told them, hindi na kasha yung Chong Sam ko. I only have one Chong Sam. Sabi na, are you kidding me? Isa lang Chong Sam mo. Diba dapat marami yan sa, sa wardrobe nyo? Marunong ka pa sa akin. <laughs> like, wow, ah, wow. I, I had to actually borrow a Chong Sam pa for that. I mean, Chinese mafia. Sige, okay, gets go what you're trying to portray there. Fine. No, Chong but it Sam. says a lot about how people diba? Chinese na parang if you're not a Taipan, if you're not anak mayaman, if you're not super smart, you're probably a fucking gangster. Yeah. Parang, parang, you know, wala bang diversity. Wala, <laughs> and for wala a show like Provinciano, that's nationwide. Right? Yeah. And, and current. It's yeah. still running. It's, it's yeah. still running. Yeah, still running. So it's really frustrating. And then, okay, ito, diba? I had another role. So, uh, ano daw ito? Um, students, Chinese students. So, sabi ko, okay, dapat ano, uniform, uh, ika uniform ba to, or any old uniform? Can I use that? And they're like, no, Chong Sam. And I'm like, bakit Chong Sam? We don't wear Chong Sam to freaking school. Sabi naman Chinese school ka, diba Chong Sam? And I'm like, no, dude, are you kidding me? I'm so sorry to the, uh, to burst your bubble. Of, uh, that's not how it goes. Like, we don't wear chong sam to school. So, diba Chinese school, dapat chong sam. I'm like, no. Wala ba kayong Chinese, uh, Chinese uniform? I'm like, no. <laughs> regular, ano, regular, whatever everyone is wearing. So, they just think we have, like, this massive, a collection of chongsam at home. So. No, that, that's oh. not the case. Okay, let, let's, let's move on. I think they get the idea. Na, no, we don't have fucking chongsams. Um, so, so the film also does a very good job of highlighting things na parang true naman, true to life for us Chinois. For example, mm. si Jimmy nga, yung character ni Direct Carlo Maceda, was being emasculated by the character of Maricel Soriano, si Vera. Mm. Because he's a, una, kasi uh, half-brother lang siya. So hindi niya kinoconsider mm. na totoong kapatid. Pangalawa, because he's a male struggling in a creative field, which is photography. Did you get that, Kim, in your rewatch? Diba? As a fellow yeah. creative, na parang shit, parang pinapatamaan ako rito. Ah. Yeah. Diba? character ni Vera, tiger lady, successful corporate woman, all that crap. Yeah, parang everything na a Chinoy is, uh, quote-unquote Chinoy, is supposed to be, diba? Yeah. Where, whereas parang if you're a struggling artist, diba? Parang that's so, parang so un-Chinoy, or parang that's not... It's not a success. But it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Right, right. Oh, ideal. Very pa- patriarchal values, mm. ba? In how si Eddie Garcia, yung character niya, he says in Chinese na parang Chinese women only for Chinese men, which mm. is ironic considering ni asawa niya in the film si Boots Antonio yeah. e Filipino, parang <laughs> exactly. hypocrite, double standard. Hello, mm. uh, the, um, which by the way happens in real life. 
<laughs> this our fucking reality, right? Uh, si Gina Alahar, uh, who plays yung asawa ni Tirso Cruz III, mm-hmm. she says in one scene, kailan ba ako kumontra sa papa mo? Kung yun ang gusto niya, wala akong magagawa. Diba? Again, very patriarchal yeah. nature ng society, diba? Na nanay siya, asawa siya, pero wala siyang voice. Um, and then si Vera, she only has the voice because hindi nila recognize si Jamie and because atsi siya. Kaya in-invalidate niya yung uh, experience ni Juliet, si Chris Aquino, and si Richelle, yung showbe. Uh, ano pa ba? Um, yung, if you remember the scene where si yung character ni Ami Austria, si Linda, is part yeah, of the rally. Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the People Power Rally, mm-hmm. di ba? In, in the 80s, kasama niya yung boyfriend niya, si Tonyo, played by mm-hmm. Alan Paule. Um, it, it's rare for, for Chinois to be outwardly political. And di ba, yung kinontra siya agad ni Eddie Garcia, sabi niya yeah. na parang, wag kang makikigulo. And then yeah. in-explain in the voiceover ni Aramina na through the, through the years, uh, the, the Chinese would be friends with every political party yeah. would not pick a side. Which is accurate, but to, yeah. to their credit. I think until now, it's still very much, it's still kind of like that. I mean, not not to all Chinois, but some. some. Uh... Yeah. Um, yung, yung, ano, yung parang voiceover, I, I, I took this down. Uh, ganito lang ang nakita nilang paraan para mag-survive ang Chinese community sa Philippines. Mm-hmm. Which yes. goes back to immigrant fucking mentality. Right? Mm-hmm. Na parang, I, I, I don't want to rock the boat, you know? I, I, I just want to make my money and I just want to live. So, you know, uh, we're... Status quo. Uh, status, status quo, quo di ba? Tinatanong pa ni, yung character ni Chris Aquino kay Aramina, mababago ba yung buong mundo pag ginawa mo yan? Mawawala ba lahat ng droga? Di ba? These are questions yeah. that we fucking grew up hearing. Yes, exactly. Like, if you go there, will you actually make a change? Like, you're just gonna march... I mean, if they're talking about the the people power revolution or any other rally your parents would you would always hear your parents say that don't go there mm. you won't actually make a change mm. if you go there delicado yan parang ano oh, mapapatunayan mo diba oh yeah i'm actually curious i'm actually curious um my my parents and my uncles and aunties even my ama they were all very apprehensive Siyempre, mm-hmm. you know, safety, di ba? And yeah. then there's the image of UP na uh, supposedly factory ng mga ralista, supposedly uh, d- marami raw drugs na ginagawa doon. Putang na, <laughs> equipment nga namin, di upgraded eh. May pera ba kami para gumawa ng ano, lab ng shabu or whatever? Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, UP in recent years has had more Chinese-Filipino students na. Over the years, man, marami. Because like I was part of the Chinese org, and you know, I saw yeah. them, the alumni through the years. Marami sila. So it's not like parang you were on an island just because you went to UP. But that that's beside the point. Um, there's a very powerful exchange in Manopo uh, between yung character ni Maricel Soriano and yung character ni Richard Gomez. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I'm talking about here, Kim? Yung pinopoint out ni Goma na napaka self-loathing ng character ni Maricel as a Chinese Filipino na parang bakit nandito ka pa kung sa tingin mo na kami mga Pilipino ang tingin lang sa inyo e pera. And then yung reaction ni Maricel Soriano was, layuan mo na lang kami. Eto, 5 million. Like she was outwardly extending yeah, the check. Yeah, yeah. Parang she's arguing na, di ba yun na naman gusto nyo? Di ba? Para sa inyo, pera lang naman kami. And then sabi ni, ni Richard Gomez, dito na kayo pinanganak, lumaki, nagahanap buhay, Pilipino na rin kayo. And I'm like, wow! Like, Very yung, yung good, di ba? <laughs> di ba? Yeah. From the Filipino. And then si Maricel Soriano, napaka-defensive nung stance niya. Sabi niya, bakit? E tinuturing nyo ba kaming kagaya nyo? Sa bawat sampu na kinikidnap, ilan bang Chinese? And I'm like, puta 
wait, that's a great counter argument. <laughs> right? Because that, that, that was their lived experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I will give Manupo that. Like, that scene is so powerful. My, probably mm-hmm. my favorite in, in uh, the film, aside from Emerson Bolo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> So, so you know, to their credit, they get some things right, but they also mm. get some so many things mm. horribly wrong. Like for example, uh, namatay yung amani na Marisa Soriano, si Butsan mm. Sonroa. She she yes, dies, yes. no. And within days of her dying, Aramina's character wears a red chongsam, and I'm like, putang ina, paano ko pinalabas ng bahay na ganyan yung suot? Ma, like, I know you're a fucking black sheep, but mm. like you loved your ama. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to disrespect her death mm. by wearing fucking red. Like, ha, who approved this shit? Seriously. Yeah, I know. I was that was like totally out of no. I mean, gets ko yung the, the opening scene. She was actually wearing something red. You major revealing your back, right? Like oh, we we could see her butt crack. Let, let's yes. just call it like yeah. It is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I had to sugarcoat it, pa, but yeah, okay. That scene. But I was actually yun. I was also surprised with that scene. Na parang okay, what what happened here? And so, yeah, lang na, ah, red exactly. Na she had a very close close relationship, but throughout the entire film, it was shown that she was close to her grandma. She loved her grandma, and I'm like, okay, what happened here? Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I just want to be clear, ha. Bahamame, anyone might misconstrue. I'm not taking a shit on regal films or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Mother yeah. Lily or whatever. I just want to know. How did this get approved? Parang, you know, like it's pretty basic. Na you know, you had a close family member die, mm-hmm. and you're gonna wear red. And how, how is that accurate to the Chinoy life, diba? So um, there's that. There's also the 80th birthday scene that you mentioned at the start, Kim. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was an operatic performance. So yeah. did you notice that? Um, yes. I've been to quite a few 80th birthday celebrations, and I'd never seen a Chinese opera performance. There's a term for that. It's called kauka. Yes, kauka. Mm-hmm. And I I've asked my parents, common ba yun sa mga 80th birthday or 70th mm-hmm. birthday? And they're like, no. Those are like street performances. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've been to an 80th birthday as well. So, the, wala. As in, sabi ko, what's the only thing you do in an 80th birthday party? We just freaking eat. Walang kauka, walang dragon dance, no nothing, no yeah. fireworks. It's just simply, we just eat. So, yun. Uh, I think, parang they really... Um, sobrang stereotype no? okay, exoticized uh, even I yeah. would, the word I would say, I was about oh, to yeah. say mm-hmm. they try to make us more exotic than what we see <laughs> <laughs> like even yeah. ikaw like admittedly uh, you're, you're not super exposed or super familiar like if that comes weird comes across weird to you then that it was more of um, back in college I actually had my fair share of like acting stints with college indie films, Ooh, so okay, uh, this is interesting. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, so a lot of people, you know, they would portray me like my roles actually in college uh, productions were like you know Chinese mafia. Uh, I was a gun runner, um, and then but then the <laughs> I had this role that that um, that quite caught a lot of like there was an audience for it. Um, Kim, you remember that 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 indie movie called True Love? Oh yeah, I remember that because um, <laughs> I know the people who starred yeah. in that film so, as well. So one of them was you. And so I my, my role, my role in that movie was like strict Chinese dad. So if if my role wasn't like the Chinese mafia, I would be the strict Chinese dad who would tell tell the main character who isn't Chinese to like like. Like get off. <laughs> like, so there's go. only two yeah. options: either you're the Chinese dad or you're part of the mafia. Yeah, or... <laughs> just to make it entertaining. 
One last note on uh, Manopo before we move on. Um, I also have to point out the funeral scene uh, mm-hmm. ni, ni Ama and how there were people playing classical Chinese instruments. I don't know about you guys, but I've been to quite a few Chinese funerals and I've never seen a fucking Erhu being played at a fucking funeral. Never seen that. Doesn't happen. I've so, been to one, okay? Never seen that. <laughs> uh, yun lang. Uh, um, Manupo became a franchise, as you guys mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, I think I stopped watching after the fourth or the fifth one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some some more ridiculous than others, like a legal wife. Like really, we're gonna really hammer home yung poor syntax as a stereotype. And um, I asked a TV writer who I'm not going to name. Uh, okay. This this TV writer uh, has worked on many projects for the big networks, and she told me. Now, the reason why, in the case of Manopo, for example, or My Binondo Girl, which we'll be getting to in a bit, heavily relies on stereotypes is because it's still portraying a minority, in air quotes, that doesn't get a lot of portrayal. So, parang to them, uh, you have to double down on these stereotypes because this is what's familiar to the audience. Now, hopefully, you introduce this group to them and then you bring in the more progressive view of these people. Yun yung sabi niya sa akin. And when we were having this conversation as friends, I was like, I think I disagree with that. Sabi ko, parang you don't have to double down on these stereotypes just to introduce these people. If you're going to introduce them, you might as well start from scratch. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think you should just introduce them as is because if you're going to try to paint a picture, then say, okay, eto pala sila. It's kind of confusing, diba? Parang okay... <laughs> no, it's just more I, I'd rather... of, yeah. It's just more of like Chinois have been here for centuries, you know. So, mm. parang I don't think there's the need to to portray us in a stereotypical way just to make us look quote unquote familiar with the audience. But maybe it's just because um, maybe it's because we've been dabbling on these Chinois stereotypes for too long that people got used to it. That yeah, but it became the norm. Yeah, that became the norm. But it's not that's not true. Like for me. Um, to uh, show writers, script writers, just just do your research and just portray Chinois as they are. Like, mm-hmm. just remove all of those exotic traits that don't even happen in real life. Because that that <laughs> well, you have to do your research. That that's where the research comes in, diba? Mm-hmm. That's where the importance of diversity in the writers' room comes in. Uh, if if you can't have um, a director or an executive producer or a producer being from that uh, group that is being portrayed, then have someone from the writer's room be from that group so they can accurately portray them. This is what's happening in the U.S. with uh, like the Black Lives Matter movement, people pushing for more inclusion in writer's rooms. So maybe here in the Philippines, uh, it's, it's also time yeah. for something like it's, that. Because yeah. it also affects like our day-to-day lives, right? Like whenever you go to some new workplace or whatsoever, and then... <laughs> People, yeah. on, people only know you based on the movies they watch movies, here yes, locally. Because so, it's what influences exactly. them. Exactly. Right? And then but they will ask you all of these weird questions and assume that you're like true. this and that, right? <laughs> right, so, right. So, Cedric, you have a lot of Chongsam at home. No, I've never worn a Chongsam in my life. <laughs> right. So, so uh, there, there's also a larger point that I didn't until just now. Yeah. And that's... Manopo, for all of its uh, good and all of its not so good, mm-hmm. also just portrays a small fraction of the Chinoy community, and that's the Taipan. Mm. Yung family nina Eddie Garcia in the movie The Goa Family, these are rich, powerful Chinois. And while they do exist, I just named some earlier, not all Chinois are like that. And that's what a lot of people keep forgetting, na parang hindi porque Chinoy mayaman. But, you know, for me, personal experience growing up in Savior, na ang daming mayamang Chinoy... I also thought that 
lahat ng Chinoy mayaman. And I used to get shocked when I hear na parang, oh, you're Chinoy, but you know, you're, you're not well off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that was my worldview, and it was reinforced by a film like Manopo. What more for the non-Chinese who are not yeah. familiar with that nuance? Yeah, true. I had the same mindset as as you until I met other Chinois because obviously before I only interacted with like Xavier Ika, and then that was my world basically for thirteen freaking years. And then you go to college, you meet new people, and I'm I'm actually surprised. Like I I got super culture shock. Like what I said in the previous episodes, like oh, there are actually Chinois na ganyan pala or or part of this community or not so well off not like what you said. So, uh, super, it's a shock to me. Yeah, super, super, diba. So yon, um, just some takeaways from a rewatch of of Manopo, which nga, turns twenty years old next year. Imagine Ew. that. <laughs> wow. It, it turns 20 years old next year, but yeah. uh, uh, for all of its faults and for all of, of the things that it did get right, um, Manupo was important for representation, for Chinoy representation in mass media. We're going to end this uh, part of the conversation here. We're going to get to the next phase in our next episode, so watch out for that. We're going to be talking all about Meteor Garden, which Kim alluded to earlier, um, and how important that was for us as Chinois. We're going to get into the rise of the Chinito and Chinita archetype in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about my Binondo Girl, my favorite teleserie of all time. <laughs> favorite air quotes. <laughs> we'll talk all about that in our next episode. For now, though, please uh, follow us. It is yeah. now steaming podcast on Spotify. Every follow goes a long, long way. Facebook and Instagram at now steaming podcast. On Twitter, it's much shorter. It's at now steaming pod. Individually, here's how you can follow us. Let's start with Ced. All right, you can just follow me on Instagram. It's Cedric C Cheng. Um, see, just my middle initial, and you can also um, follow us on Facebook as well. Now, Steaming Podcast, and do follow um, our comic page, So Asian Comics, on Facebook. How about you, Kim? Yeah, right. So I think Sad mentioned the comics part, so I'm gonna do uh, mine. That's at Kimberly Mass. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, and I also have my personal website. So if you want to check out what else I'm doing in life, that's www.kimberlymass.com. So that's it for me. As for me, you can check out everything I do, especially uh, my voiceover work for commercials and AVPs and all that good stuff. At underscore Stancy on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, it is Stancy Online. And uh, yeah. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode where we get into the next phase of Chinoy representation in yep. Philippine mass media. For now, though, on behalf of my co-hosts, Cedric Cheng and Kimberly Mass of So Asian Comics, my name is Stan C. And this has been Now Steaming, where we served some fresh hot takes from a millennial Chinoy perspective. Don't forget to stay safe, mask up, register to vote, and get your vaccines. We're out. Peace.